Hey everybody, welcome back to the Middle Age Sports Spectacular. I'm your host, Dave Plazic. This week I'm only joined by two of my wonderful colleagues, Patrick Cullen and Doug Standard. We have a cool episode today, and, and most importantly, this is a really monumental episode for us because we actually get to see Pat. <laughs> and somebody's phone rang. Anyway, so we get to see Pat. It's really exciting. Unfortunately, Pepe had adult problems, and his children said, Dad, you're not recording tonight. We're not going to bed. So that's there's many, no Pepe tonight. How many kids does he have? Only two, please. <laughs> I, I can't wait till he comes on next week and says, oh, it was actually the dog. That's why doesn't he always say, oh, you don't have a dog? Yeah, that's what it's going to be. So you know how me and him work together, right? Well, I mean, we work for the same company, and we have the same positions. He's We're all working from home right now, but... Coincidentally, he actually, we rotated some desks at work and he took my desk, my old desk. So I'm kind of training him a little bit. It's not a, it was a lateral move. We just have different areas of the, the apartment that we're managing now. So we have to talk on the phone probably once a day. And every time I'm calling him, it's like there's a dog barking and there's a kid yelling or, or handing him a bag of poop or whatever it is that his kids have been doing. I hope they're not doing that. And I just, it just solidifies my decision-making in life, and I feel good about it. There, but your there, kids are cute as hell, Pat. There are there are positive things. I know. And hey, I got a curling team going, so I got that going for me. Uh, that's true. That's true. When you did sign on the other uh, the other day just to test the new computer, it was pretty cute to see one of your kids sitting on your lap and the other kid looking over your shoulder. <laughs> yeah. They were very good. quiet. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We want to do a quick episode today. We're going to do some fun facts for you. There's uh, not a whole lot going on in sports right now. It, anything would be a stretch. So we uh, do have some stuff developing. I'm actually not paying it. any attention to you whatsoever because the WrestleMania 31 replay is on Fox Sports right now. So <laughs> <laughs> just, just in case you're wondering why I'm so quiet and you two are just having a nice little back and forth. All right. Fair. Well, keep us posted on how many WrestleManias are there now? I don't know. A lot. Like you said, 31's a repeat. You text something about Triple H winning or beating Sting? Yeah. That match was epic. Like, uh, you know, D-Generation X came down and they were in uh, Triple H's corner. So then Hall and Nash and Hogan had to come down and defend the uh, the NWO. It's good stuff. I could watch some old WrestleManias, man, back from when I was a kid. That's pretty much all, right. all I do now when we record. This so, is watch WrestleMania? Yeah, it's kind of like our fantasy baseball meetings where you just put on the WWE Network and I pay no attention to what you guys are doing. And then I show up to the draft and I'm like, so what are the rules? Because I was watching The Undertaker. You you know what I miss? Gladiators. Gladiators was fun. I miss that. They have like ultimate tag now. Have you seen that? No. It's like gladiator type women. So there was a woman from CrossFit in there and she is jacked and ripped i mean she looks like throwback gladiators but it's like ultimate tag so it's like all these obstacles and crazy shit and you you're playing tag huh i mean my wife's been watching you know those bake-off shows and chopped and all that well she's watching one for outside gardening that's that's good you know what whatever i that's that's still pretty cool because it's it's competition right they do some amazing stuff. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm for all that stuff. 
it, it's yeah. competition. You got to hear some good backstories, and then you're kind of like, oh, I can do that, and then you try it and you fail miserably, but it looks like you can do it. I'm entertained by those shows. I don't know. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. I think they're pretty entertaining. So I, I'm, right. I'm on board for like the Christmas lights one for I'm, outside yeah. stuff. Oh, I'm big on the Christmas. Yeah, but for just like one. regular gardening and whatnot, I don't know. Yeah, it's competition but, you know, though. To right? each their own. Like yeah, it's competition. Yeah, so t- to me, like that's part of it right there. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't come up with one for like us sports nerds. I don't know what that would look like. Stump or anything. Yeah, I love oh, that right. show. That show was awesome. Yeah. I never wanted that guy to get anything wrong. Nope. <laughs> yeah. And he, man, I mean, he was impressive with the dumb shit he knew. Valuable stuff. Very valuable stuff, I mean. Yeah. So I got 10 fun facts that I picked for you guys. A little bit of sports, a little bit of non-sports, uh, some really interesting ones in here. So I'm just going to start off with this. Pat, this is one that I think that you can relate to. So researchers note that the most successful baseball hitters have brains that can process visual information faster than normal. They have the ability to detect the spin of a ball as soon as the pitcher releases it and claim they can see the ball in a slightly slower motion. Who was the the hitter who was famous for, or wait, was it in a movie where like they hit it off a machine and they had, there was like a colored dot on it and then they had to call the color? Was that a movie? Uh, not that I know. Or was that Ted Williams? Was it Ted Williams? That sounds like a legend of Wade Boggs. Or a... Uh, Tony, Tony Gwynn. Gwynn. Tony like, Gwynn. It's like a Tony Gwynn thing. That's what I was right? thinking. Next one. NBA player Pete Maravich said in an interview when he was 26 that he didn't want to play in the NBA for 10 years then die of a heart attack at 40. He proceeded to have a 10-year NBA career then die of a heart attack at 40. Wow. <laughs> I know I'm not supposed to laugh at that. but <laughs> That is nuts. He really said that? Yeah. Wow. Man, yeah, I guess you shouldn't say stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I want to work for the next twenty-five years and then retire healthy for another twenty-five. I want to work for one more day, then hit the lottery and live till eighty. Uh, why did I go with that one? <laughs> yeah, why didn't I go with that one, Doug? What do you want? Huh? What? WrestleMania. <laughs> they're up to thirty-six. Okay. This last Whew. one, they they're up to thirty-six. Oh, thank God somebody was paying attention. I, I can sleep that night now. All right, I got to come up with some better facts. We already move it too fast. This Wade Boggs good. once drank 64 beers on a plane. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. How? Yeah. That, that's so, that's the legend I, that he drank 64 beers in a, on a cross-country flight. I think they were Andre the Giant. Seattle or something. Andre the Giant used to, like, that was his primer. He would start with 64 beers. And wash it down with a gallon of Jack Daniels. On It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Wade Boggs told Charlie Day that he once drank 107 beers in one day. Right, and then they all went on the they all went on the airplane and tried to emulate. Yeah, uh, they, they repeat tried that. Yep. Yeah. D got really hammered. Yep. That was a good episode. So there's some fun facts yep. about Wade Boggs. Fun fact number three: physicists proved that shooting granny style is the absolute best technique to consistently score points on the line. But NBA players refuse to do it because it looks stupid. I've heard that. I've heard that. Wilt Chamberlain used to do it and got ridiculed for it and said, ah, I ain't doing that ever again. Because Wilt Chamberlain... I feel like Shaquille O'Neal could have pulled that off. Like, yeah. I feel like Shaq didn't give a shit what people said about him. I don't know. I mean, we all, I guess, unfortunately do to some extent. But I feel like Shaq would have almost done it to be funny. Or Dennis Rodman. Yeah. 
yep. historically bad free throw shooters that kind of when you got to lose at that point exactly different era though you were really concerned about your image and how you looked and all that stuff that's true robin had a different look to him than other nba players but it was strategical but they called it like the granny toss or something you didn't want to look like no grandma you didn't want to look like no grandma yeah. except for what what about larry johnson larry johnson could have done it he wanted to look like grandma he wanted to look like he grandma, was grandma. he was grandma Ma. pat do you remember that no too young for you yeah so larry johnson was he had a fa- he had a famous character called grandma Ma. they made a movie about it right did they Oh, I, I have no idea. Oh, man. But if they did, maybe. I need to go watch it right now. Well, right after WrestleMania 31. <laughs> or maybe he, like, appeared in a movie. Yeah, no. Uh, Lightning in a Bottle. To the... What? No, that can't be right. No. All right. Yeah. So, anyway, it's just a character that was in commercials. It was pretty wild. Then him yeah. and Alonzo Mourning got in the most <laughs> embarrassing fight of all time. Mm. I don't know if you've ever seen that clip. YouTube, Alonzo Mourning, Larry Johnson fight. Is that the one where Jeff Van Gundy's being dragged by morning's light? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that was outstanding. That was a really good one. Hey, speaking of Dennis Rodman, fun fact number four, former NBA star Dennis Rodman claims he is the oldest of 46 children. His father, however, says it's only 29. Oh, oh well, it's just only 29. That's nothing. You know what? They say after two, it's the same, right? Pat, <laughs> uh, no, no, I, I can't because <laughs> I have three and I have no 29, 49, 19, four. That's all too much for me. <laughs> Jesus. You know what the worst part is, though? I'm not overly surprised. I is really... this dad Antonio Cromartie? Yeah, right. Someday one of Antonio Cromartie's kids is actually going to say the same thing and it's going to be a fact. There's no way that could be true. That's that's just that's asinine. No, it's, it's totally it's asinine. You would have seen a picture or something of him and his massive family. Is it all the same mother? No. I didn't dig deep into this one. I'm sure it wasn't. Or is this just his just, father spreading his seed all over town? Yes. Is that I what's going I googled, on? Here? I, I think truthfully, I should be naming the source for this, but I just googled like hundred interesting NBA facts, and this was. Number 69. As it should be. Too bad we didn't have Pepe on this. He could have chimed in with his, every time Antonio Cromartie comes up, his clever team name of Cromartie's Daycare. Oh, so I just just found it on SB Nation. In his Hall of Fame acceptance speech on Friday, Dennis Rodman noted that his father, who skipped town when the young worm was just five years old, had fathered 47 children in total. Said father, Philander Rodman Jr., Philander was his name, wants to set the record straight he says he has 29 kids not 47 there you have it his dad straight from philander Philander? yeah Yeah. do you know what a philanderer is yes i do (laughs) yes pat do you know what a philanderer is truthfully i knew it was something uh, different i didn't know what exactly it was it's a man who readily or frequently enters into casual sexual relationships with women Mm -hmm. well there you go he's just doing what his name said it's just what he was, I guess, born to do. Yeah. All right. Number five. Baseball Hall of Famer Dave Winfield is the only person to be drafted by four leagues for three different sports. He was drafted by MLB, the NFL, the ABA, and the NBA. Wow. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Doug, you're shaking your head like you knew that. Yeah, I did know that. I did. Dave Winfield was uh, he, he was uh, heavily boys. recruited in every single sport. I didn't know NBA. 
Yep, I, I believe I, he was drafted. You've been, do, you've been doing a really great job of, of backing up these facts with some extra facts. Yeah, but I'm too lazy to Google. I told you I was tired, and I'm watching WrestleMania 31. <laughs> right. He he never played football or basketball, though, right? No, no, but he was he was drafted just in case he decided he wanted to play another sport. You know, like Kyler Murray with the yeah. A's. And the... Yeah, well, that was a little different. Yeah. Well, Kyler Jesse Murray Mark... was going to play with the A's, and then it just didn't. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Ky- yeah. Kyler Murray? Yeah, he was the the year before. He was the ninth overall pick by the A's. Yeah, that's like, right. Okay. They gave him a big signing bonus, and it was kind of a done deal. And he was going to finish out his college career and then p- go play for the A's. But then, right, obviously had a great season, and then there's the rumors that he could be the number one pick. So right, he's gonna now he's gonna get paid more money up front and do football. So he had to give a lot of money back to the A's. But obviously, no I think yep. he's doing okay. And, and, you and in, think, in fairness, the A's you... aren't paying their uh, minor league players, so he's probably doing really well. Besides That's that true. bonus, he wouldn't be getting anything right now. That's true. And if he went to the NFL and just totally flamed out in two years, he could also have made the choice to go back to baseball. I'm sure if he was that talented, you know, make it up. He would lose a few years, obviously, at his major league career as he had to work his way through the minors. But yeah. Jeff Samarja was a wide receiver, right, as well in college? Notre Dame, yeah. I think, obviously, he chose the – it's got to be hard. If you're talented enough to be pro in, in yeah. NFL or another sport to not go to another sport because the NFL career is just so volatile and not guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. going to make more money playing baseball if no. you can make it to the pros. Yeah, see, that's the thing. In baseball, your paycheck could literally be well. A college player probably more like eight years. That's the one yeah. thing. If you're Samarja and and you're gonna get a second round pick as the wide receiver, right? You're gonna make that money in the first four years up front. And you're right; it That's won't true. be as much. And you're you got a huge injury concern. And if you make it big in baseball, yeah, you're gonna be golden. Yeah. But you got to go through those three years of non-arbitration, three years of arbitration, probably three years in the minors. It's you know tough. What's always bananas to me is like, you'll have these, these young talented kids come up through high school. They're the best player that the, their town has ever seen. Magical arm. They get up through, they go through the minor system and then they hit the pros. And then it's like all of a sudden all that wear and tear just broke down because they had bad mechanics the whole time. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of sad. It, it happens. It's just always strange that a lot of times it doesn't happen until they get up there. Well, and it's but in sometimes it's not even when they get up there, right? Sometimes they flame out at double A, and a lot of times it's not because they didn't have the talent, but to what you said, the the mechanics were poor. They were pitching on short rest because they were playing in the high school championship game, or even just having a pro day, so they wanted to kind of let it all out, trying to go in front of major league teams. So yeah, it's sad. But then it's also funny, too, because you think, like, especially around here in Mass, the best kid you've ever seen play probably isn't good enough to make rookie ball. Uh, Next fact, Jackie Chan. Wait, hold on. Before we move on, just to finish up, Dave Winfield was drafted by the Minnesota Vikings in the 17th round of the NFL draft, just in case. He was drafted by the Atlanta Hawks in the NBA and the Utah Stars in the ABA. There were 17 rounds in the draft? Yeah, it used to go on forever. Now they just have, like, all those extra guys. What do they cut it off at, eight? 
Seven. 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 Jackie There's Chance. A... <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. No. Have you seen this Wendy's Breakfast Baconator? Yeah. Yes. The thing's looks... got egg, sausage, and bacon. And As cheese. it should. I was watching John Cena fight some guy that went to commercial, and that's what showed up. And I was like, wow. Now, that is a breakfast sandwich. Like, and it, that it, is a fun fact. It looks good, but I just... I, I worry about my heart exploding. <laughs> There's concern. Uh, yeah. No, I but hate going myself to enough that I'll eat it. Doug, for next week's episode, please come with a review on how good it is. I will. Jackie Chan started his career by doing porn. No way. Who didn't? <laughs> All the best superstars do, apparently. Sylvester Stallone, Jackie Chan. That's the only two I know. I just like the this was uh, Uber facts on Twitter, and then the first, the first comment was "Come again." Oh, <laughs> but nailed it! I get it. All right, huh. so moving our, on. You know what? Never mind. Okay, <laughs> I'm not gonna research that one. I'm not. Looking I, that's that one what up. I was gonna ask. <laughs> Who's gonna look that up? Nope, I'm not. No, <laughs> no. This one is courtesy of Unbelievable Facts website. Waitress Tonda Dickerson was tipped with a lottery ticket. And she won $10 million. And after that, her colleagues sued her for their share. And the man who gave her the ticket sued her as well. She was also kidnapped by her ex-husband, whom she shot in self-defense when she went to court against the IRS. So that's, that sounds like a that sounds like a true crime Netflix drama coming. That'll be on yeah. Netflix next. That'll be the next Netflix doc. Yep. Documentary. Yep. Yeah. It almost sounds like McMillions a little bit. A little bit, yeah. It's got like those same kind of tones. Tonda Dickerson, winning isn't everything, guys. Maybe I don't want to get the lottery tomorrow. <laughs> you don't want to tell anybody you got the lottery. I thought this one was really fascinating. Courtesy of Uberfax. When Crystal Pepsi came out, Coca-Cola released a competing product called Tab Clear. But Tab Clear was intentionally marketed poorly so it would fail and hurt Pepsi's product by association. This is called the Born to Die strategy, and within six months, both campaigns were dead. That's pretty awesome. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) I kind of like that. (laughs) We are going to make a shitty product so your product will go away. I, like, I that's was, a bold move. Yeah, I was completely unaware that that was a thing. Wow. I, I was really fascinated by Is it. Is that what Microsoft was doing with the Zune? <laughs> <laughs> I think what's also interesting, so did you know that there are brands that are singular brands that are sold both by Coke and Pepsi? Uh, so Distributed, Coke, right? So yeah, Coke owns syrups, and then there's bottlers. So Coke yeah. is like the overseer, and they have the syrup that they sell to the bottlers. Same with Pepsi. Yeah. And so there are bottlers that actually, there's some bottlers for Coke that bottle, uh, I think, like Dr. Pepper, and then there's bottlers yep. for Pepsi that also bottle Dr. Pepper. And then they're distributed by Coke and Pepsi. Yep. Yeah, I did know that from my time in retail because I was like, how come I can get them from both? Yeah, yeah. that's why. I always thought Dr. Pepper was a Coke product. Uh, Dr. Pepper is actually its own thing. 
Yeah. God, it's its so own confusing. company. But let, 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 let me write all this they down. They do the bottling. <laughs> and then... It, it just It's all about territories, too, I guess. There, there's different territories and different... I don't know. There's a big, big old world out there, Pat. And Apparently. it's a little overwhelming for me. Yeah, right? I got two more, two more fun facts. This one, especially Patrick, you're a father. I am. There was a day when your parents put you down and never picked you up again. Okay. It's <laughs> a great fact. It's really right. kind of, it's like depressing. Yeah, I know. It's sad in a way. Oh, this this oh. is really cheering me up with everything going on in the world right now. I think that mm, was when great. I was like three years old. <laughs> my parents were like, oh my God, you're too heavy. <laughs> I, that was the I, last time I ever got picked up. So I, I have issues because like I feel bad for my oldest son because yep. he wants to get picked up because I can pick the other ones up because they're like 30 and 20 pounds. Yeah. My oldest son is 52 pounds. He is a big boy. He's uh-huh. in the 98th percentile in height and weight for a five-year-old. He's a monster. So I, I think his... How are his son? basketball skills? Is your son George Mirasan? <laughs> Maybe. Um, <laughs> his his basketball skills, he is actually a pretty decent shooter. He cannot dribble for to save his life. Okay. So, but that's... It, that's, that, that's okay. No, no, no. He, he, he can learn. Son. He can yeah, learn. He can learn that. So we knew a kid, Duncan attested this. We went to school with a guy and his brother, who is all of five foot not nothing, a hundred and nothing, was actually like one of the best street ball players I've ever seen. And he was an incredible dribbler. And I guess that he he just practiced dribbling all the time. He did like they didn't did have he? a hoop or something. I think that was the story. He didn't have a hoop, so all he did was just have a basketball and he would just practice dribbling every day. And then he learned like okay. incredible ball handling skills. That's awesome. So, it could be learned. Yeah, I, I, I feel didn't know like that about him. Yeah. But yes, he was very good. He was awesome. Yeah. You'd, cool. you'd never guess it, but he was. Yeah, he was another level. That was the first time I ever played with somebody, and I said that guy sees the game a totally different way than I'll ever see it. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah, he liked weed. Smoked a lot of weed. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why I saw it differently. Maybe. It's so nine saying, fun okay. Fact. We got to teach Pat's kid how to dribble and how to smoke weed. Smoke weed. <laughs> I mean, but do we have to do it in the opposite order? I don't know what comes first. I don't either. Maybe this guy, his mind raced a little bit and the weed calmed him down and allowed him to focus. That's what it sounds like. But then I also thought that like weed negatively impacted hand-eye coordination. Slow down your reaction time and whatnot. Yeah. That's what the war on drugs told I've heard. That's yeah. what I heard. Dare now, said now that. I'm much more confused now than I was at the start of this fact. <laughs> dare. I remember Dare. Dare was a good I, class. I miss Dare. Dare was dare. the reason that I'm not on drugs. <laughs> no, oh. I'm, happy, I'm happy you're here at work for someone. <laughs> I, well, I my don't... name's Dave and Dare worked for me. <laughs> I don't know if they didn't have Dare in Georgia. Or I went to a private school and they just didn't do it. But I, when I moved up here, I like missed D.A.R.E. by a year apparently. So uh-huh. I actually never experienced the D.A.R.E. program. Do you remember what D.A.R.E. stood for? Drugs. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> drug abuse, Dr- resistance, resistance education. education, yes. Uh-huh. 
dare. Yeah, let's see. N- n- never got to experience it. I remember, so when we did our dare class, I remember this was sixth grade. We had this big monster of a, a, a police officer come in. He was like six foot six. Just a big dude. Nice guy. I remember he was actually, him. Yeah, you re- I, I want to say his name was Dave, but. No, it was Officer Mike. Yeah, Officer Mike. Yeah. That's it. So he was, and he was like a really nice guy. He was the yep. kind of guy you actually want to teach and dare to some extent. And I remember in my sixth grade class, we had this kid, Sean. And they had to act out a scene where a kid was offering him drugs and he would say no. And so Sean decided to ham it up a little bit. And so the kid was like, hey, you want some weed? And Sean made like these gestures towards it and his eyes got all wide like he was going to take it. And then he's like, no, 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 no. So everybody <laughs> laughed about it and they chuckled. <laughs> then it was like, hey, you want some cocaine? And Sean would get all excited again, and he'd get all close, and he's like, no, 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 I can't. Class would chuckle. He did it one more time, and Officer Mike lost his shit. He's like, this is not a joke. We do not joke about drugs. You will not joke anymore. And we're all just sitting back in your chairs going, what? What's Officer Mike doing? Class was real serious. That's why I never did drugs. Yeah, You're on. afraid Officer Mike was just going to come out <laughs> yeah. and be like, what are you doing? <laughs> I did, however, get nailed drinking uh, beer in the back of the car when I was 18 in a, in a parking lot. What parking the, lot? My favorite part about it, so it was me and my cousin. And we, there was four of us that went to, there was this coffee shop in the middle of the town that grew up in Westfield. And they would have concerts on like Friday night concerts, like local band would play. So four of us had a 30-pack of beer, and we drove there. And so we were all inside, and, and me and my cousin were like, hey, you want to you wanna go drink a couple more beers in the car? He's like, sure. So we went out there. But we didn't sit in the front seat because that would have been looked normal. We sat in the back seat. <laughs> That's not suspicious. All four windows up. All fucking four windows are up. So what do you know? We're sitting there drinking a beer, <laughs> pound of beer. All of a sudden, here comes a car driving through slowly with one of those big lights on top. Shines it right on us. And as soon as he does, you can see all the windows are fogged up because they're all for off. All the windows are up. So they pull over. I'm fucking like, shit. So I'm like grabbing a cigarette, trying to light it because I smoked then. So I cover up the smell of beer because that works. <laughs> But I, I, I get it. Swing the door open and empties just fall out because oh, we were throwing man. them at our feet. It couldn't Where have been else you supposed to put them? So the cops were, were rightfully so kind of jerks at first. They're like, what are you guys doing back here? You making out? You, you making out? You smoking weed? Where's the weed? You got weed? You guys making out smoking weed? Is that what you're doing? And he shined the light in my face and he went, Dave? And I, I was like blinded by it. Yeah. He goes, what the hell are you doing out here? And it was a guy that was friends with my cousin, Scott, who I had, when I was in high school, I had interviewed him about being a cop. Oh. <laughs> this was like six months later. <laughs> he nailed me in the back. Did you ever go for that interview? No, he was like, no, I, well, it was like for school. No, so yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, you were yeah, interviewing yeah. him out. He was like, a good, he was a wicked nice guy. So he's like, dude, he what, would your, what would your mom think? And I was like, oh, she kicked my ass. So he made us walk over to the dumpster, throw all the beer in the dumpster, and then come back. And then he's like, Dave, just be smarter, huh? And they left. So we were like, yes. And then we realized we had to go explain to our friends that all the beer was gone. (laughs) 
And we were. Oh, it wasn't. It was in that dumpster. Go dumpster right. diving. Yeah, right. I, I do believe our friend Eric did go in after it. Um, <laughs> Eric's a good man. Smart. Guy. If Eric is the Eric that I think it is, then that totally makes sense. Oh, it's the Eric you think it is. Okay. <laughs> anyway, that's a fun story about Dare. It wasn't really Dare, but anyway, I guess if yeah, if it wasn't for Dare, that would have been cocaine. Um, hundred <laughs> percent. Final fun fact: the two thousand NBA draft, considered to be one of the worst in history, was the only draft that produced an average number of wins below replacement level. In other words, the two thousand draft actually made the NBA less talented. Pat, can you name the number one overall pick in the two thousand NBA draft? Kwame Brown. Is it Kwame Brown? I hope so. It was Kenyon Martin. Uh, really? Kmart. Yeah. It's not the worst start to the below replacement level draft. I mean, he was wow. your number one pick. He was followed by Stromile Swift. What? Darius yeah. Miles. Marcus Pfizer. Mike Miller. DeMar Johnson. Chris Mim. Jamal Crawford. Who the fuck are these people? I know who Jamal Crawford is. He yeah, Jamal perfect. Crawford is six man extraordinaire. Dude, this but was the rest the of draft, these guys. This was the draft of role players and deep bench players, man. Tito Turkaloo, yeah. I think, ended up playing the most minutes out of all these. No, Mike Miller did. Fifth overall, Mike Miller, who just ended up being a role player off the bench. No, Jamal Crawford. I was about to say Jamal Crawford played nineteen. He's seasons. approaching thirty nine thousand for his career. Oh. Totally overlooked him. Yeah. Hey, nope. Eddie House. Dude, yeah. I love Eddie House. Now, this is the greatest Ooh. draft ever. I think you have to go all the way down to number Ooh. 53, Michael Red. <laughs> yeah, as <laughs> I was about to say. To get to a decent player outside 43. of Kmart. Whoa, 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 whoa. Eddie you mean, House. You mean 40, yeah, 43. 43. Yeah. Eddie House, though. Well, Michael Red was an all-star. Eddie House was never an all-star. Shut up, Doug. Ah, he was an so... all-star in my heart. There was nothing better than Game Six when Ray Allen and Eddie House were just raining threes. Kwame Broad was two thousand one. Oh, damn, one year off. You were so close. He was good. I was thinking Michael Oloa Candy, but I think that was the year before, and that actually was a pretty good draft. That was the one with Dirk and Paul Pierce. Dude, what am uh, I? I love revisiting old drafts. Elton Brand. Yeah, I know. Me too. Elton Brand, Stevie Franchise, uh, yeah, yeah. Baron yeah. Davis, Lamar Odom. That was a good draft. Steve Franchise. Was I Stephen Starberry the same year as Franchise? No, but Sean no, Marion. He was the Andre same Miller. year as uh, Iverson and um, oh, all right. those guys. That that loaded right. draft there with Iverson and Kobe. Dude, the 99 draft had a stacked top 10. It sure, it sure did. Brands, Steve Franchise, Baron Davis, Lamar Odom. Some guy, Wally Zerbiak, <laughs> Richard Hamilton, Wait, Andre Miller. You know Jonathan Bender? <laughs> no. Uh, Sean Marion and Jason Terry. Besides the Raptors, who royally screwed up, if you had a top ten pick that year, you did pretty well. Vontigo Cummings, taken 26 overall by the Indiana Pacers. Yeah. All right. Surprised that didn't work out. Uh, I could get I could get lost all night looking at know, old seriously. NBA drafts, but that 2000 draft is historically awful. Yeah, that was bad. Uh-huh. The, the The fun drafts to look at are baseball. I mean, well, they're all super fun, but the baseball ones because it's not nearly as cut and dry, 
Right, where it's like, oh, there's seven random people you've never heard of, and there's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, and it's because there's just so many years of development. It's got to be so difficult. You know, like, just go back and read Albert Pujols' scouting report. Yeah. Yeah. Or Mookie Betts' scouting report. Yeah. Yeah. These guys end up in the right situations with the right coaches who know how to develop their talent, and they also they have the right mindset. And those are kind of things that are probably hard to measure. Yep, some some of it is, right? And some of it's just late bloomers, right? Some of it's mm-hmm. they grow an extra couple inches, gain some muscle. True. Again, tw- 25 teams. Hey, whatever. Whatever it takes. 20, Even 25, tw- 25 teams or 24 teams pass on Mike Trout. At least only two teams passed on Michael Jordan. And yeah, one drafted suck a Hall it, of Fame. Brady. <laughs> oh, wait, no, that was like 100. And, yeah, 198. Yeah, got him. <laughs> My buddy texted me the other day. He's like, so do you think Brady's going to have a monstrous year? No. I think he'll have a fine year. He has the potential. I mean, God, he's got some weapons, man. Whew. The potential's there. I don't think he has a horrible year. I'm distracted by The Rock talking to Triple H and Stephanie McMahon right now. I feel like I'd be more successful in life if I talked like The Rock all the time. If I had that kind of charisma, the world would be yeah. in the palm of my hands. You'd have to back it up, Dave. I think I'd be better off even if I just talked like Triple H. Uh, and I said everything like this. Uh. You sound like Batman or something. Yeah. Are you sure it is? I was thinking Krusty the Clown. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what Batman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pepe, you missed the hell of a show. Oh man, I could see our our audience doubling after this. If this episode gets out there, really did it. What a fine Tuesday evening. Please, please listen. What do we do? Do we buy advertising? I'm not doing that. No. We'll just they'll find us. People will find us eventually. Well, we're on episode 272. Yeah. Why and all the just... other sports shows that were above us died. Why can't we just spread like COVID? Wow. <laughs> so much easier. I don't know if that's appropriate, but wow. it would certainly work. I'm probably okay, well, that does it for the Middle East Sports Spectacular. <laughs> I might cut that out. I'll probably cut that out. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. I might not cut it out. I might just leave this whole thing in. It's not like we have any fans. You know what we also have to do is we have to stop lamenting about not having any fans on every show. Probably not. We have fans. Idea. There are fans. We do. Somebody's fucking listening. Or it's you, Pat, twice a, twice a week. Twice a day, every day. Hey, yeah. whatever it takes to get those numbers up. Dave, just make sure we hit double digits. My mom has not listened yet. No. No. Oh. And my, my brother dad. really enjoyed our baseball episode, yep. though. Because I figure, dad. like, parents and siblings and spouses, and that's probably about it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Except take out the parents and siblings and spouses. Megan's not listening to this. My, my dad and D and Kyle listened for 10 seconds until Plazic said, I fucking beat all you in fantasy baseball, blah, blah, blah. Then they shut it off. Uh, <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> so probably picked the worst episode for them to try to listen to. And then uh, Ryan, uh, Ryan's not doing it. Shout out to Tom from Western Mass, though. He's Shout sticking with Tom. us. He's a good man. That, that Appreciate Tom it, bro. Here's what I've yeah. learned, too, in my other podcast endeavors tell it to your friends with and family with zero expectations there's a good chance that only one out of 20 of them are going to listen anyway so and that's okay mom i still love you i still see i do mom 
even though you don't listen to my show. I don't know why you hate me. I love Dave's mom, too. She's definitely not going to listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Brian, okay. Pepe, where are you? This is what happens. This uh, is your fault. Seriously. All right. I think we uh, let's let's get out of here, guys. This was a good show. We did some things. We talked about some stuff. We talked about my mom in a really awkward manner. And that's enough for me. (laughs) (laughs) Follow us on Twitter at MA Sports Pod. Because there's. Follow us on Twitter. You can get some good uh, personal catchers uh, on our Twitter feed. Oh, there's some good recommendations for personal catchers. Yep. And, or. Email us at middleagedagedsports at gmail.com. I'm your host, Dave. Joined by Pat and Doug this week. No Pepe. And we're all going to say goodnight. Good night.